to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries, a.k.a. The Word Church. And uh, today again is our very special guest. He'll be with us all week is Drake Travis. He's the author of Healing Power Voice Activated. Discover today how your words bless, heal, and restore. Welcome back, Brother Drake. Hey, good to be with you guys. and Good to be with everybody up there. Good to have you. Good to have you. Well, a lot of you guys, if you haven't heard about Drake, uh, you should. He's an anointed man of God. He's done a lot of things in his life. Uh, he has generations of missionary work. Uh, he's an author, and now he's working on, uh, as far as I know, I've just met him most recently, and, and I'm uh, just amazed at what God's doing in his life. He's working on a new movie uh, called The Resurrection. Well, anyway, Drake, you want to jump right in here? and uh, Yeah, just jump right in here, Drake. It's all about you. <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah, when I say uh, good to talk to you guys up there, I'm meaning up north because I'm I'm about uh, oh what am I 600 miles 500 600 miles south of Chico 498 498 okay well we'll call it 500 then <laughs> so yeah hey I was thinking about uh I've been reading the book and uh we were talking about how you know believers are not really believing what the book says. Well, your book and the Bible <laughs> says. Mm-hmm. And, and there was one part that stuck out to me. And and I, I see a lot of Christians never acknowledge the third person of the the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's where our that's our power source. That's why the scripture says, not by my might, my, not by my power, but by his spirit. It's his Holy Spirit that enables us and empowers us to do what may seem impossible, miracles, signs, and wonders. What do you got mm-hmm. to say about that? Well, the Holy Spirit is God here today. I mean, in case anybody's been asleep for a couple thousand years, Jesus left. He ascended. He said, I've got to go back to the Father, but I will send a comforter. And the Holy Spirit is God. I mean, I was... And, you know, this resentment of the Holy Spirit, and that's what it is, because he's so active, he, he'll actually take over your church and make it what you want it to be if you let him. Praise the Lord, I mean, that's what we're believing for. Oh, you guys, go for it in your churches, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, all, if you all want that, what's God going to say? No, no, let's see more push-ups first. No, no, you, you all ask for him, he shows up, but that was... He listened to the radio 
um, oh, in the early 80s, and, and one guy just closed his uh, prayer with, Dear Holy Spirit, and I was sitting with a pastor, and he just blew up as soon as he got He said, You don't go praying to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. you got to pray to Jesus. Well, Jesus is the Holy Spirit, is Jesus. It's uh. really, like, where do these people get this stuff? I mean, you, you can't be doing your devotions in Archie Comics. You've got to get into the Bible and let it get into you. But see, that seems and, to me, you know, Drake, that seems to me, this is Pastor Richard, um, one of the problems with the church in America today is we're having those kind of debates while the whole world is suffering. Uh-huh. And, and you know, it's amazing. I, I worked in Africa, too, and I, I've been to Africa. My wife and I have just been four trips all together. But they look at us and they ask us, and um, they say, you guys read the Bible, and you just keep sitting in circles, and you just keep reading it, and you just keep discussing it, and you keep breaking down the grammar. Why don't you do it? You know what? That's my sentiment, too. Don't, that's one of my favorite scriptures in James. Yeah. Don't just be hearers of the words only, the word only, but doers. Yeah. God wants us yeah, to you, do it. And Jesus said, if you're he who hears these words of mine and, and does them, mm-hmm. he is like a man who built his house upon a rock. Yeah. So he wants us to, to do it, and that's what faith is, just stepping out on, on the word, or I call it the truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. Stepping out and just doing it. And again, real faith doesn't get embarrassed. And that's what I think it's about. You know, we got so comfortable in America, we don't want to get embarrassed. You know, if this thing don't work. You know, all I, people are going to be really curing us. I read the scriptures just Sunday at, at the service about when Jesus was on his way to heal the, the man's daughter. He said, Jesus, my daughter's at home uh, dying, but if you lay hands on her, she'll be made alive. And, and Jesus was on his way, and as he was on his way, it bumped into the lady with the issue of blood. And he handled that business, hooked her yeah. up, so to speak, and he said, and he accounted it to her faith. Then he went on. To the guy's house, he gets to the guy's house. The, the professional mourners were already there, <laughs> well, and, and, and doing their thing. <laughs> and uh, the scripture says, uh, Jesus said, Jesus made a bold statement. He said, She's not dead, she's just sleep. Oh, I guess faith voice activated. He said, She's not dead, she's just sleep. And then the scripture says, They ridiculed him. They ridiculed him. They probably, Jesus, we've been here, we've, we're professional mourners. We know, we yeah. know the dead yeah. when we see the dead. Shoot, we're dead yeah. ourselves. We know the dead. So Jesus, the scripture says, Jesus put them out. He put them out. He told them, go, you, you, you guys with all this doubt and unbelief, depart. You guys go out and let me go in here and handle business. And we know oh, what Jesus told him. He said, arise, and the young girl arose. So, but he spoke it. And, and that's why I tell people, when you're reading the Bible, most of the revelation is not in the black. It's in between the black and the white. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what a revelation that and and Boy. a lot of times he says he said. It's voice activated. In the beginning, God spoke. But go ahead. It's all about you, Drake. Wow, you know, and Vince, that's something that, that's really good. He said, and he put them out. The people who have a dead faith don't get to see miracles. And some people say, Well, I'll believe one once I see one, then you never will. Right. You believe first. First. You know, I'm not a Boston Red Sox fan, but so I don't think I'm going to have a whole lot of enemies in Chico. But when they were down in the playoffs years ago, 
0-3 on the Yankees, and then they go and win four games in a row, and they go and sweep the World Series, and the Boston Red Sox got Team of the Year. What triggered it is some lady in the stands had about a three-foot sign, and she just held it up, and it said, Believe. Woo! Praise the That's it. Jesus said the same thing. I, I, I'm getting goosebumps right now uh, all over me. I just, just believe it. I mean, God said what he said, and what he said doesn't go away. Yep. You know, some of these things that were said in Ezekiel and Jeremiah, they're happening now. And Jeremiah can't sit there in the last year of his life, arms folded, lower lips sticking out, pouting, jaw hanging open, long face, and saying, well, golly, I wrote this stuff down 30 years ago, but I still haven't seen it. What, you know, hey, God said it. It's going to happen. And when we are asked to pray for somebody or we see someone suffering, and we say, well, if God promises me that I'm going to have perfect success, then I'll pray for him. But if not, I won't. That isn't faith. That is disobedience, and that is self-protecting. That is not caring for that suffering person. Well, see, I think then you come back into this whole fear thing that we were talking about just a little while ago, is that we're fearful of what people will think of us. What if I pray for that person and then they don't get healed? What if... What if? And then just the fear of the Holy Spirit taking over our church, because, man, you could lose control. Because as long, yeah. as, you, as, long as you're just doing church, well, then everything's going to run smooth. And I've actually talked to people, and they'll say, church really went well today. Everything went smooth. Just the way, I want, just <laughs> yeah, the way no. we wanted it to. But the Scripture <laughs> says, perfect love cast out all fear. So, again, yeah. if you got that word in you, that truth in you, then you can go out just like the early disciples did, in the book of Acts, and, and just make things happen. Well, we ain't, I ain't, I'm going to go a little further than them. Smith, Smith Wigglesworth. You know, oh, isn't I'm, he great? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to throw myself in there. Vince Haney, Vinny Hand. Well, God just wants a willing vessel. The scripture says in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, believe, uh-oh, focus in on, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe wow. in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. So mm-hmm. the key is believing. If you can believe, all things are possible. And God said, here's my word. I just want you to believe it and then go act on it. I, I'm, sitting on, I'm sitting on a stool right now. Well, the reason I sat on the stool, I, I believed it was going to hold me up. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm about 200 pounds. And this stool weighs about what? 10? <laughs> hey, oh, oh yeah, the maybe, stool weighs about 10, six. 15 pounds. And it's holding up a 200-pound guy. If that ain't faith, I don't know what it is. See, we have yeah. faith for things like that. But Jesus said, well, if you can believe, all things are possible. So we just have to believe uh, God's Word and act on it. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, some people, if some people have asked, well, well, well Drake, because I'm, I'm one of the youngest people in the country who have three books on healing. And said, well, what do you think about Benny Hinn? Well, what about Earl Roberts? What about, what about, what about, I said, I, well, who cares what I think? You know, and people, well, they're kind of weird. Well, Jesus was weird. Right. He's spitting on the ground, making mud balls, and smearing it on people's faces. <laughs> that ain't weird. I don't know what it is. Oh, man, he tells people to drink my blood and what? eat my flesh. What is this? Chow time on what? <laughs> you know, Jesus was weird. Knock off this, you know, we're not here to play some dignified game. Right, and, and that's what we want to and, do. And, you know, what is it? it's just so amazing. One of those healings of the eyes, I think there's six eye-related healings in the Gospels. You know, he spit on the ground and made some mud, 
And, you know, if you look into the geek in that, you call it Greek or geek, whatever you want, but you look in the ancient languages, and I can read those, it, it, in one of them it says he was a no-eyed man. It doesn't say he was blind. Blind means you have, you're blinded. It's, yeah, they have uh, no eyes on his face, huh? He has no eyes in his head. You open his socket, there's no eyes in there. Mm-hmm. And so he spits on the ground and makes mud. He made the man some new eyeballs. Praise the Lord. And and I can see, and is there anything too hard for God? Oh, my goodness. With God, all things are possible. But you know, you know what, what, what I say all the time is I think that right there was the first two denominations, though, because Jesus makes mud with one guy that he heals of blindness. The other one, he just speaks. And if those two guys could have met, one would have said, oh, you have to use mud. And then somebody else said, no, you just speak. And pretty soon you have two denominations because one knows this is the only way you can be healed. And the other one knows, no, this is the only way you can be healed. Yeah. And, and pretty then, soon you have the Mudites and the anti-Mudites, and they can't worship together because they each know the other one's not right. Yeah, and they're yelling at each other and throwing mud at each other. <laughs> right, and that and happens Jesus. in the church today. We're arguing oh. about things that don't really matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got churches in America that are arguing over carpet color. I was just reading an article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday that pews are now the big argument, whether you're going to have <laughs> pews or chairs. And wow. people are taking pews out of sanctuaries now so they can use the building for other things. And people are threatening to quit. One of them, a church, is being sued by two of the members because they say it's an anti-religious thing. It's it's a terrible thing. And, and that's, not the gospel. that's not the gospel. No, it is never and said... so people are dying... All around us, and we're arguing about pews or chairs. Well, you know what? The Bible says the God of this world blinds the minds of those who believe not, unless the glorious light of the gospel shall shine upon them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. obviously, you can be in a church, in a building. I don't call the building the church. I call us, the body of Christ, the church. And I don't refer to, I let our congregation know, this is where Raymond Word of Faith, we meet here. This is not the church. You're the church. So you, the Bible says, how can they believe unless they hear? How can they hear without a preacher? If the leaders don't communicate this to the new sheep, they'll go on believing what the world taught them to believe in, uh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, the, in the body of Christ. So that's why we have to transform them by the renew- We all have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And we got to believe and see ourselves as God sees us. He says, you're the body of Christ. You're the church, not this building. Because we can get, we're going to argue about things in this building so Jesus come back, and then we get, yeah. then get then we didn't do any work of the ministry. That's not the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry yeah. is uh, heal the sick, casting out demons, and, and and fulfilling the great commission. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not going to be focused mm-hmm. mainly on our problems. Jesus say, if you seek first the kingdom, my way of doing things, I'm going to add all things to you. Everything that pertains to life and godliness is going to be added to you. But enough about that, Drake. I wanted to ask you about. Your past, you have generations of missionary. Yeah. In your yeah, spirit. my my uh, my grandparents. I never met any of my great grandparents, but my grandparents spent fifty years, five months in Vietnam. They went there in nineteen twenty four, and uh, and studied language for a bit, and got going in nineteen twenty five, and then you know they really knew the language come the late twenties, and they were there. You know, the French occupied Vietnam at the time, and they were there during World War II, captured by the Japanese, held in camp for three years. My, my father had his seventh, eighth, 
ninth birthdays wow. in, in in a prison camp. I mean, talk about you know no cake and no gazoos there. It's, it was it was pretty bad. And Vince, you've met my dad. He lives in Atlanta today. Oh yes, oh yes, great yeah. gentleman. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a kick in the pants. He's fun. But uh, they got out, and so Grandpa and Grandma went went back and forth to Vietnam. My dad was there until he was 21, and uh, he knows Vietnamese today. He's one of the best Vietnamese speakers in the USA. My father is, and uh, so Grandpa and Grandma were there uh, for until 1975. They left when Saigon fell, and came home to the Bay Area, California, and then had their last few years in the Bay Area. Uh, my dad's a minister. I have an uncle that was a minister. Um, going back four generations, um, I, I know um, I have grandparents who were uh, ministers in, uh, one was in Indiana, one was in Texas, a minister, one of my grandparents, great-grandparents, was a minister in New England, and then going back fifth and sixth, another one was a, a minister in London. And I, I, I don't know the numbers or the, the actual distance, but one one relative worked with John Knox, the reformer in Scotland. Another one worked with, um, I think it was my ninth generation grandmother, Agnes Reed, worked with John Wesley and organized his Scotland crusades for him. Wow. And she was something else. Yeah, took care of the horses and Mm-hmm. was a comfort to Mrs. Wesley. Mrs. Wesley had a tough time with him being in ministry and so busy. And so she was a comfort to him and helped with the housekeeping and the, and the you know, care with the neighbors and the yard and the horses and the library and the organization and some paperwork and planning. Yeah, and they're doing these crusades around Scotland. This is 150 years before telephone and, and all that stuff. It's a... So yeah, we we've been in it a while. So and, we have a uh, heritage of faith. Oh, oh, it's I, you know, it, you know, when you're growing up, you think, well, where's dad? Where's mom? Where's dinner? That's all you care about. You don't know what you got. Poor kids don't know they're poor. Rich kids don't know they're rich. People that grow up with all kinds of funny diets and weird things, they don't know anything's wrong. That's normal. Yeah, kids that grow up in an alcoholic home, they think, well, this is life. Well. You know, what's normal? To me, it's normal to live for God. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how well I had it until I, you know, grew up and got out and got on. <laughs> and I, I'm hearing other people's horror stories. And I thought, you never even, nobody even explained Jesus to it you were 35? Right. Nobody told you that God heals. Don't you know you can ask for this? Or, ah, right. and so, I mean, hey... What I take out of this is we've got work to do, gentlemen. Right. And we've you know, got work. There are people that don't know. And you know what? You said something, Drake. I didn't get saved till I was 35, 36 years old. And, wow. And I, 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 I was tell, 27. See, I tell people uh, I'm 14. I've been born again for 14 years. <laughs> and, and God's got me on an accelerated rate with giving me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge That's of him. And, and, and I, I'm thankful for that. But I want what your family had, that heritage. I want to teach my children. And the scripture instructs us, fathers, teach your children the way of the Lord. And, and that's what I, that's my desire, and that's what I do now. I want to have that rich heritage of faith that, yeah. you know, just goes from generation to generation. 
and, and to let people know God is good and this is what God does. This is what, as you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, these are some of the, this isn't the inheritance you have. These are some of the things that you've inherited. You inherited, the scripture says there's things that accompany salvation. You get all of this stuff that the king of kings have. Scripture says we're now an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ. That's good mm -hmm. news. So when I found yeah. out, when I started studying the scriptures and finding these exceeding great and precious promises, I'm like, wow. And I just started laying hold to them by faith, just like you. I just believe them. And I'm like, okay. And I bump into Christians who've been saved for 50, 60 years. They don't even believe none of this. And here I am, yeah. just a young David. I'm like, okay, I believe. It just said it in God's word. And, and God, he likes to show up and show out in one's life. Yeah. He, he confirms well, himself. These people that have been Christians for 60 years, and they don't even know the books of the Bible, and they, well, just a little Bible roulette, kind of flip here and flip there, read a chapter a day, keeps the devil away, and three minutes with God. And I mean, I, I saw this book at some bookstore. It says, Finding God in Three Minutes a Day. It's like the one-minute manager in the 30 seconds. I think, what kind of hog prattle is that? I mean, what if you got married and told your wife, you know, I love you so much that I want to be in the same room that you're in 10 minutes a day, and I will talk to you three minutes a day. And I'll give you my undivided attention, though, for that whole 10 minutes. Yeah, and, and but, but so so you can talk for seven. I'll talk for three. After three minutes of me talking, the ding, the timer goes off, and I'm done. I'll be back in twenty three hours, and don't don't crowd me. I, uh, what? Uh, no wonder we're anemic. Well, you know the thing about it is what you just said that you would let her talk for seven and and you for three. Most Christians, if they talk to God ten minutes a day, they talk for the whole ten minutes. They don't yeah, listen yeah. any. <laughs> well, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, God has so much. I mean, what did Jesus tell those Pharisees at one time? He said, "You are in great error because you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God." Now, Drake, you you know you talk about healing. Did you always have a revelation of God's healing your whole life, or was there a specific event in your life that? really brought this yeah. to your mind? I did. It's in it's in the opening pages of my book. I was eight years old and dad was dad was reading to us. He read to us every morning from the gospels breakfast time. I'm sitting there chowing Cheerios and milk's running down my chin and you know, da 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 and he read about the the paralytic being let down through the roof, Luke five and and he you know, Jesus says your sins are forgiven and what? And, and he says, so you know that I have the power to forgive sin. I say to you, he's switching. He's talking to the Pharisees, and he's talking to the man mid-sentence. So you know, he switches and says, I say to you, get up and walk. So he's forgiven. He gets up and walks. And Jesus, that, that, that the whole Bible builds up to that sentence. Jesus is the one who forgives and heals, and he does it in the same stroke. And, and, and what could the, could the Pharisees argue with them? Because they believe that if you can heal, God sent you here. And, and all the healings after that re reflect back to that. Anyone who's forgiven is healed. Is healed is forgiven. They're, they're the same thing. And, uh, and Luke makes the most point of this. So my dad's reading this to us, and he stops and he says, Kids, do you know when life kind of freezes? Mm -hmm. Something happens in your life, oh my goodness, and 
they use this in a movie scene where everything kind of goes into slow motion. It's a real intense thing going on. You can take it in. He said, kids, this stuff is real. Praise and I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chowing on my Cheerios. And I, and I could hear God tell me at eight years old, Drake, get ready. I have work for you. You get Praise ready. Lord. Praise Finish, the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Finish learning your ABCs. Yep, for the next few years, you're going to play a lot of kickball and do a lot of skateboarding and play baseball and stuff, but you get ready. I own you. And speaking of that, now, what are some of the things God's done had that you've done for the Lord and he's done in and through you since then? In healing? Just in general. In healing? Oh, my goodness. Well, I've I've been published. I, I put out a sixth publication. Uh, I'm working on seven and eight at the same time. Um, I've, I got a doctorate in process leadership, and the process is um, Joshua and Caleb, the spies, you know, the two spies. Oh, that, yeah. Very yeah. And then you got the ten the quivering Chihuahua spies. That you got the two believers. <laughs> you got the two believers. Yeah. <laughs> shivering Chihuahuas. Vince and Drake. I, I got to remember yeah, that bitch. one. <laughs> you got the two yeah, they, they just come home and all they do is shake. The other uh-huh. ten spies. You ever see a Chihuahua? You, you <laughs> yeah. know, they just kind of go into a corner and shake. Well, you got the ten quivering Chihuahua spies. And my doctorate is on what would it take to get these other ten spies to be bold like Joshua and Caleb? What, how, you know, because those 10 guys evangelized the entire tribe of 2 million in, right. in one night. Right. They got and all d- of them to, to start wailing in fear. Yeah, and doubt and unbelief. They evangelized them that way. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, how many pastors look at the men in their church, and the men sit in the back two rows, arms folded, and they can they check in their watch. Well, let's hear it and get done, get out of here. What if those men acted like men? There's 110 men in this country who say they are a Christian. Imagine what would happen in this nation if those 110 did it. Yes. We're down to what would happen. What would happen in this land? You know, so that's what my doctorate's on. I have a master's in New Testament from uh, a a, a seminary in New York. I went to Simpson Mm -hmm. in uh, in the 80s, in the early 80s. It's in Reading now. And my bachelor's is in... um, Ancient archaeology, the Bronze Age, the history of Israel, all that, you know, that era back then. And um, finished college in Israel, and it's I'm real excited. And Israel, I'm meeting, well, yeah, you know I'm what, Drake? With, we're down to one oh. minute, and we're going to hold this. Oh. We're down to less than a minute. Again, we're on oh. the air with Drake, Travis. <laughs> we're going to have healing power voice activated. We'll be back tomorrow to finish this up. And Drake, it's always I'll a pleasure be. to have you. And I know you just have so much inside of you. But we'll be back tomorrow to share more of Drake, Amen. Travis. The author of Healing Power Voice Activated. This is Vince and Richard Hoyt Jr. reminding you keep walking by faith. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire. P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.